so last year I personally spent, I believe, over a thousand dollars on NBA basketball cards. That's Giannis Antetokounmpo. That's Pascal Siakam. I spent a lot of money in the NBA basketball card market. And if you haven't heard about NBA basketball cards, maybe you've heard of baseball cards because this is not a new phenomenon. But most recently, the card market has been ridiculously exploding. Like the numbers that these cards are hitting in value make them seem like a better asset class than stocks, bonds, and anything in between. Recently, TMZ reported in their article that there was a rookie card. Uh, I think this was like a one of one, a super rare card, and it had Michael Jordan and LeBron James on it. Now, this card was auctioned off and sold at private sale for guess much? Guess how much Golden Auctions sold this card for? $900,000. That's insane. So if you were a lucky bugger who got this pack, got this trading card pack, ripped it open and broke it open for the first time, and then you waited, basically how much years was it? 17 years to sell this card. In 17 years, you could earn from, I believe these packs are probably like $200. So from a $200 initial investment, you could turn that $200 and turn it into $900,000 in 17 years. There is like not an investment in the world that can get you a return that ridiculous. And you may ask yourself, why is this market exploding? As I explained in my previous videos, basketball cards, it's like a fine piece of art. It's like a painting, a picture, a memory. It's a piece of your childhood within that card. And as the NBA market itself grows and expands and more fans among the world want to indulge on this delicious dish called the NBA, you can bet to yourself these cards are going to absolutely climb in value. Recently, I saw one of the most amazing things I never thought I'd see in the history of my life, to be honest. NBA All-Star Weekend was phenomenal. I don't know if you saw it recently, but it was great. I remember making a video explaining on different changes that I wanted to see in the NBA All-Star Weekend. And although they didn't take any of mine per se, one of the ideas I think kind of is on the cusp of what I was thinking. They kind of took it for the All-Star Weekend final game. And that was the idea of making every quarter independent. What do I mean by this? So if you watch the NBA All-Star Weekend, you would have seen that the crowd was so into it. You had courtside celebrities freaking out. Um, this is at the All NBA All-Star game specifically I'm talking about. That's LeBron James versus uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo's team. You saw the celebrities freaking out. You saw the crowd really into it. Everyone roaring. Everyone on their feet. Because the NBA players actually cared. They wanted to win. And usually it's NBA All-Star Weekend is the most uncompetitive 
just pickup basketball game you've ever seen. Like, honest to God, NBA practices, scrimmages where they're just playing against each other, those games are more competitive than an NBA All-Star Weekend game, which is insane. So what the NBA All-Star Weekend did to counteract this is they made each quarter independent. So after you play the first quarter, your score sets resets back to zero. Second quarter, your score resets back to zero. And by the time it gets to the fourth quarter, they remember all of those scores, everything that you scored. And then the team that was in the lead, they would just need 24 more points. And the team that was behind, they had to make up that difference and score 24 points. No NBA clock in the first team to 24 points wins. How competitive is that? Now, with a weekend event that shows the best players, that's LeBron James passing to Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi Leonard kicking out to James Harden, James Harden shooting the three, and Anthony Davis getting that rebound and tipping it back in. All of those NBA All-Stars on the same team? We can start to see some ridiculous TV numbers. This can start to become a must-watch TV, similar to NFL. And if the NBA keeps reinventing itself on this capacity, thinking to itself, how do we make what we already do more entertaining? You are going to see those live events absolutely pop. So in this video, I want to talk about a couple of other things that I see the NBA doing that's really going to expand their TV ratings and make them much watch TV. Actually, I only got two things. Let me keep it simple. I don't want this video to go too long. So number one is there, the NBA is going to bring out NBA tournaments instead of season games. And when this happens, you are going to see people like LeBron James, James Harden, and Zion Williamson you're going to see them start to sign these ridiculously huge contracts. Like, I would not be surprised if before Zion Williamson ends his NBA career, he signs a max contract of $500 million. And the way that this is going to happen, or the way that NBA tournaments are going to work, is this. It solves this major problem. NBA season games are uncompetitive or not as competitive as they could be. That's because when it comes to playoffs, your position or your rank in your conference, every team you know gets ranked as a first seed or an eighth seed to get into the playoffs, that rank that your team gets doesn't necessarily matter as much. Now, we've seen this in the year that the Cleveland Cavaliers with LeBron James won the NBA championship. We've seen this in years where Golden State did not even have the top seed in their conference, even though everyone clearly thinks that they were the best team. And the reason this is, is that in the NBA, home court advantage is extremely important. However, it's not the most important all the time. And sometimes it's more important to actually rest your players to make sure that they're 100% in the playoffs. That way, they could save their bodies, lose a few extra season games. And for the playoffs, they could just go balls to the wall and just absolutely dominate. So that brings a lot of games during the season where literally NBA stars won't even play in the games because they know they're not important compared to playoffs. So Adam Silver, the commissioner for the NBA, 
is floating this idea of NBA tournaments out there. And I think it's absolutely genius. Basically, instead of an 82 game season, you know, maybe you shrink it down, have a bit more games. And he's thinking of putting three tournaments in. So what do you think is going to happen on TV when the early season tournament starts happening and you got like 16 teams or 30 teams in it? And basically the winner of that series gets like a super home court advantage or they go way up in the rankings or they get some order sort of preferential prize. Maybe it's literally just salary. Maybe you start restructuring NBA contracts to make their payment literally tied to how much tournaments they win. All of a sudden, you're going to have so much more scenarios and narratives to talk about. And when that live tournament happens, it gives people a reason to go to the bar, a reason to go to their friend's house and keep up and watch these games live. One of the things that I see happening in the NBA is that as the NBA grows in popularity, more people aren't even watching the games. They're just watching the highlights. They're not watching the games. They're playing fantasy. They're not watching the games. They're collecting NBA cards. They're huge fans of the NBA and they'll actually go and watch a game in person but they won't watch it on their TV package, which, again, it's great that the NBA is selling all these tickets, but NBA TV uh, media providers like these channels like at ABC are getting absolutely mad because no one's watching their games and they have these massive deals that they signed with the NBA and they're not making the amount of money that they wanted to make on it. But tournaments you would see those TV ratings sky high. Just look what happens in March Minus, and we don't even know any of those players. But we're still invested in it. The second really quick thing that NBA is doing is, I think it's called ESPN Game Pass, where like people can literally buy one game to watch it. So you maybe don't have, you know, an NBA series pass or a league pass. Maybe you don't have TV, but there's a big game that you want to watch. Now you can just pay once and you get to watch that in extra HD. Why is this such a game breaker? You see those NBA live tournament games. So just imagine you're watching that highlight on YouTube as you normally do. Just imagine that. And then all of a sudden you're watching the highlight and you see the next game coming up and then you see a click here button or click now button. And when you click that button, it lets you watch the next game. Or it sets that next game in your schedule and you can pay for it there. The NBA is going to make so many sales because a lot of those games you will want to watch live. I'm excited. And as the NBA keeps increasing its market, you can bet you that that card that was just sold for 900000 in 10 years from now, I would not be surprised if it's worth like $2 million or $3 million because the NBA is going to be one of the most popular, if not the most popular sports. And you can probably bet on that flight crew. And as always, the best, most brightest investors are the uneducated ones. That's because the uneducated investor, they never stop learning. Make sure you keep learning about NBA cards because these things are going to be huge. 
trust me, people like collecting shoes, people like collecting artwork, but everyone is going to like collecting NBA cards. You can already see how these values soaring on eBay, and I think this is just a start. But I got to take off. Make sure to share this podcast on Twitter and give it a five-star review on iTunes, because that is how we grow. And we, Flight Crew, have to take off.